Hello and welcome to Hiring Advantage, the podcast for all things hiring, recruitment, and growing your business beyond your wildest dreams. I'm Chrissy, a hiring and recruitment professional with 12 years experience, who has had enough of seeing small businesses feeling overwhelmed and struggling to find the right talent. If you're ready to learn how to hire and retain your dream employees, as well as what not to do, you're in the right place. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Hiring Advantage podcast. And I am thrilled to have one of my very favorite podcast presenters on this show and an absolute inspiration in the small business world, the lovely Brianna. Welcome, Brianna. Oh, thank you so much. That's such a nice compliment to start with. That's It means so much to me and I still get like a little bit of a, yeah, just a warm fuzzy in my heart when people say that. So thank you. Well, I still get nervous and excited when I've got mentors on the show. So yes, absolutely <laughs> thrilled. Thank you so much. What I always kick off is a bit of an intro in the way of an elevator pitch. So let's hear the elevator pitch for Miss Mindset. <laughs> this is the funniest question to start with because I'm notoriously bad for elevator pitches. I'm long-winded, but I'm going to try so hard now just for you. <laughs> my elevator pitch is I am Brianna May, otherwise known as Miss Mindset, which is my business's name. And it's kind of in the name or in the title, Miss, because I'm a teacher. I'm an online educator. I was a teacher in, in my past life. <laughs> I was a high school teacher. And now I teach women online how to create the life and business of their dreams and to connect back to that person they were always meant to be sort of before the world told them who they should be and remove all the limiting beliefs that keep people stuck before they can get to their new levels. It was very short and snappy. Thank you. Fantastic. (laughs) And before you were Miss Mindset, what did your resume look like? My resume would look like a year or so in a law firm working as a paralegal I was actually I'd got a law degree first before I started anything so I was a paralegal working in a law firm and then from there a bit of journalism so I did actually some writing for a Perth I did sports journalism so a Perth ice hockey team Uh, I moved into high school teaching so I was a senior English teacher then I started to pivot into well-being within the school system and a lot of mindset stuff started coming up there Then I went and got qualifications to help my students more with their mindset. So it kind of became a lot more focused around well-being in a holistic way. So I was a NLP practitioner for a while. That's neuro-linguistic programming, which I know you know a lot about. And from there, I left the education system to keep helping people with their inner world rather than, you know, grades and all those things. And so the background in terms of my resume has kind of everything that I've learned in all of those jobs actually have come with me the whole time. Like the transferable skills, especially from teaching, comes inside of my business every single day. Hmm. And ice hockey, who knew? Right, for ice hockey, didn't see that coming. I know, so random because I lived in Canada for a while when I was studying and I fell in love with it and then Hmm. came home and, yeah, the Australian Ice Hockey League was looking for a sports reporter. So I was like, (laughs) hell yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. But you met some pretty cool dudes, maybe not on team. (laughs) <laughs> it was great I was yeah not gonna go there I was single and it was very great interviewing them. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you describe yourself in three words I would say optimistic caring 
inquisitive. Mm. What do you love most about what you do? Oh, there's so many things. I love the moment I see clients. They have a little breakthrough and they have this moment where they're like, oh, I know what I want to do. I know who I am. Like, And then I start to see them living that life, living that biz, creating the life and the business where you can see that they've stepped into themselves. You can see that it's what they were always meant to do, but there was just so many things holding them back. So mm-hmm. watching clients thrive after we've done a lot of work together is probably one of my favorite things. And why for you, why is it mindset? Why is challenging and working on your mindset so important for female business owners? Oh, it's everything. It literally, we can't grow higher than our limiting beliefs, essentially. And so it comes up at every level. Like I'm sure you've seen it in every single level of business. There's like these new belief systems that are going to challenge us. So whether it's that you feel icky on sales calls or you don't believe that you're a leader, you don't believe you can hire a team, you don't believe that you're good enough to get clients, to service clients or like every single thing you're worried, if it's that you're worried about showing up online, you're worried about how you're going to be perceived, you start to spiral every time, you know, maybe somebody says they want a refund or anything like that can spiral us into so many disempowering spaces mm-hmm. mentally that it stops us in our tracks. And if you want to up-level, you have to up-level your inner world because your inner world is what creates your outer world. So for business success, I feel like it goes hand in hand with mindset work. And honestly, who even knows that going into the container of small business? For me, Mm. you know, we, we work closely together, you know my story. I honestly thought like my biggest challenge with business was going to be learning technology. (laughs) <laughs> like yes. I, I really thought it was going to be like okay I'm not a, you know I'm not a finance person I'm not a tech person and that's going to be the challenge but that in today's world is not your biggest challenge it's really putting it all together and like you said it comes from within because you could <laughs> it, it can be the technology that trips you up and gets you to spiral a hundred percent and even that language or even what you said there, I'm not a technology person, Mm. I'm not a numbers person. The stories we tell ourselves can stop us from progressing and from evolving and from expanding. And it's just a narrative. Like, so again, once that would be my job as the mindset coach to come in and say like, what, when did you first believe (laughs) that you're not a numbers person? And if it's really not true, what can we do to get around it? Like, because all of those stories we tell ourselves will just stop us from growing our business and ourselves. Mm. And you can be a numbers person if you want to, or you can hire someone to be a numbers person for you once you grow. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Even better. Even better. What common beliefs do you see coming up for women who are at the point where they're having that success? So maybe they've started their business, they're doing swimmingly they're Mm. growing and they should be ready to hire teams but there is something that is blocking them what do you see and how do you support them to overcome this this is so common I feel like it's one of the big first steps that people take when their business has gotten to a level is okay I have to hire and because it's the first time ever that they've actually it's almost like 
I'm starting to take my business or I have to take my business seriously now. And so what Mm -hmm. I see is that it brings up a lot of fears and limiting beliefs around A, money, because then it's this scarcity mindset of, but what Mm -hmm. if I can't keep bringing in the clients? What if I can't keep making this income? What if I don't have the money to support this team member that I'm now hiring? And it's Mm -hmm. all of that stuff that to me suggests there's a lack of self-trust and self-belief which is a little bit of a worry and we really need to work on that self-trust, self-belief and and honing in on that. So there's that side of things with the money limiting beliefs that come up and then the other part is the imposter syndrome and the mm. not really seeing themselves as a leader and mm. with that, I don't know if you've seen this, I'm sure your clients mm. before they work with you have sort of they haven't really got clarity in exactly what it is they want. So they sort of just hire with really wishy-washy sort of terms, conditions, duties, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. They're not super clear and they don't have clarity. And so they'll either hire the wrong person and then that makes them feel even like less like they can trust themselves because they hired the wrong person. So it just brings up a lot of stuff, a lot of it with I'm not a leader and because they're not acting like Mm -hmm. a leader, they're not actually getting super clear on what their business wants and needs from them Mm -hmm. and it's actually perpetuating that lack of confidence because they end up hiring somebody who wasn't a fit. Mm. I love what you touched on and this is exactly why I love what I do. It's that, oh, I have to hire shouldn't it be like, I get to hire, you know, how amazing is that girls? Like you, you had something in your mind that was an idea that you thought I could, you could make it into a business. And now you have grown it to a place where you can hire, like (laughs) not, oh, I have to hire like massive pat on the back. How amazing are you? And for me, and the reason this podcast is here is the other side of hiring is so sweet it is Mm. camaraderie and a team and lots of good things it's a challenge to hire for sure especially if it's your first time or you've not got it quite right and that touches on your other points but let's take away the oh and Mm. be joyful about it because it's very exciting (laughs) I love that and I love the way you reframed that because and you're right the other thing too with women in business especially online businesses what Mm. I've found is a lot of clients they'll say like it's quite lonely especially in that Mm. startup phase it can be so lonely so having a team person the right team person there who's so excited about your business with you and all of that like it brings so much joy back into your business you're not alone anymore and I think that that's such a privilege. And you're giving someone a job. And if you're, if you work towards being a good leader, this leads us perfectly to the next question. But if you really believe in your business and your values and you've gone into it heart centered and you hire heart centered, guaranteed you're going to be a better boss than the next person or probably their previous boss that they're looking Mm. to leave. Mm. And you know, someone, someone told me this and I always stuck with me. So. When I was stepping up into leadership roles in my corporate career, someone said to me, you need to be really comfortable with the fact that you're going to be that person's dinner time conversation. (laughs) That always got me. Like they're literally going to go home and chat to their partner. My boss said this. My boss said that. My boss said this. Yeah. And that is going to happen. And you are the person in control of whether it's, again, a positive my boss is supporting me or a negative. 
Yeah, it's so interesting. Even the the word boss, I find that's got so many connotations with it. I find a lot of the ladies in business that I've seen, like they don't even like to call themselves boss. It's mm-hmm. like I'm I'm not your boss. I'm like and the leader thing, the whole leader identity is that a leader isn't hopefully working above somebody and dictating Mm. it's working on the ground with the team and so it's just really interesting like even the language choice that we use like I know some people have got some Mm. trepidation around even the word boss because if you've come from a workplace environment or a place where you really didn't like it that's you're right most of the time all the staff are sitting around you know in the lunchroom or the tea room Mm bitching about the boss because that's what they do and so you almost have this fear of like I don't want to be the boss if Mm. you know people don't so yeah there's so much stuff that comes up with it but it is it's a privilege to hire a team on the language piece I am absolutely for leader in the context of you are a people leader for sure Mm. and you're right you're working in collaboration it's just your role to set work for example but I like boss like I'm a freaking boss (laughs) Brianna is a boss you know because like i think that's pretty cool right a lot of the reason people go into business is to be their own boss so it's Mm. a boss for me i'm a boss i'm my own boss (laughs) for my team i'm a leader yeah i love that so true (laughs) so so true and we talked a little bit about it in terms of the leadership piece if we look at those limiting beliefs how do they affect business owners when they do step into that people leader role I feel like it comes back to the clarity again. And when somebody doesn't have the confidence to step into leadership, they can sort of be, like I said before, so wishy-washy with what they need, what they want, how they need to be supported. And because of that, tasks that were meant to be done that were simple and easy become really unclear. There's no clear communication strategies. So it actually ends up creating more work inside of the business than, you know, and that's not why you hired a team. Mm -hmm. It ends up creating more work. So there's that. There's often too a lot of like that self-doubt stuff starts to kick in of like, who am I? Who am I to be a boss? Who am I to hire? Who am I? All of that imposter syndrome stuff comes up like a lot. So there's so many ways that like if you don't deal with your inner self-talk and your inner belief systems and your identity, it keeps showing up and it actually is so detrimental to your business because you just don't step up and you don't get clarity, which means your team can't be productive without a vision up the top from a strong leader. You must have a vision up the top from a strong leader that trickles down and gets everybody excited with you. But if you can't get excited in your leadership position and and lead with clarity and vision and purpose, it's a little bit of a shit show that just trickles down and then there's no productivity and the business starts to lose its efficiencies because you didn't step into your role as a leader and a visionary. So it's showing up for you so you can show up for others. Mm -hmm. and we touched on imposter syndrome a little bit before as well can you flesh that out for us a little bit with your coaching with the small business owners what hacks do you use to help women overcome that and and just a little bit of an overview on imposter syndrome and how you've seen it perpetuate itself yeah imposter syndrome such an interesting one because it basically it's the belief that like I'm a fraud and like mm. how I got here and it happens a lot with people who like <laughs> their business grew quite quickly or their business grew to a point where they never really had the time almost to catch up their identity their belief systems it never caught up so they're like oh it must have been a fluke or mm. 
I don't know how I did this. Like this won't happen again because I don't know, you know, it it Mm. wasn't me. It was just, it must've been luck. And who am I to be this person? And they're always afraid that they're going to get caught out. Like these people that have imposter syndrome, they're always afraid that people are going to discover, you know, eventually they're going to discover that you don't know what you're doing and that you're a fraud and that you're actually not good enough. And that underneath the surface, it's like you're always worried about people finding out that you actually aren't the expert. No matter how good you are, no matter what your results say, you'll never see it in yourself. And my take on imposter syndrome is actually a little bit different because to me, when clients come to me and I can see they're starting to display behaviors that would suggest that that imposter is like speaking up. Mm -hmm. It means to me that you've reached a new level. It literally means you've left your comfort zone and you are in a growth zone. And that's when the ego mind and the imposter thoughts start kicking up. So Mm -hmm. I first of all would say to clients or to anyone listening, if you've got the imposter syndrome, A, great. It means Mm -hmm. you've just gone through a period of growth Mm -hmm. and your brain is trying to bring you back and pull you back to your safe, familiar place. And so thank you. Like I say to my imposter, if it comes up, like thank you Mm -hmm. very much for trying to keep me safe, but I'm going to keep going because I've got this. And then the other thing is I always say, and I know you know this, but I would say to keep an evidence log Mm -hmm. of all of the wins that you've had. And every day getting to the end of the day and going, I've done some really great things today. And that might be how I've impacted clients or how I've led my team and giving yourself all of that evidence that reinforces to you and to your subconscious mind that actually I am doing really well and starting to praise yourself for all of the things that you've done on a daily basis. It helps Mm -hmm. us to see that those imposterous thoughts that kick in, it's got no backbone to it. Mm -hmm. So come back to our evidence of like evidence to disprove those thoughts. And what you said about the team is huge. So I write about this all the time on the gram, but you're a good leader when your team says you are. Again, it's not about you. It's about your team because you're leading them. You're Mm. a business owner. You're Mm. running your business. That's one element. But Mm. when you're a leader, that is not about you. It's about your ability to support your team and Mm. their victories and their successes. Mm. Their victories become your victories as a leader as well. Yes, so true. So true. As you're talking, I'm like, everybody needs a boss like you. (laughs) And it's true. Like real leaders walk alongside Mm. and it's so important. So, so important. And yeah. But you're the visionary in your business. You came up with the idea, but you will hire people who are better at things than you. And then Mm. their success is your success. It's intertwined. It's collaborative. And how beautiful is that? So important. And as you said that, I just remembered too, and I have to touch on it. One of the things that comes up, I guess it's a limiting belief, but yeah, some of the problems that I see before Mm. people hire is the opposite to that and thinking like, no one can do it as good as me. Like Mm. no one will be able to do this as good as me. And so they grip on tightly and that makes them overwork. It also means when they do hire, they can micromanage. And then you don't have happy staff because you're trying Mm. to control everything. We have to understand, yes, we all have our zone of genius. Your business will have things that requires people that are way better and you can just trust Mm. them to get the job done. But even if you're, let's say you were starting an army of mismindsets, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you are, you are hiring 
you were growing my miss mindset and it was going to be global and you were having a miss mindset in sydney and one in london and one in bora bora honestly are you the only person in the world who can do what you do you can probably the only person who can do it exactly like you but there mm-hmm. could be someone else who's got a slightly different spin on it and then there's two of you taking on more <laughs> and helping more people right so true it's so true and yeah of course we've all got our lo- own little like energetic fingerprint so to speak so it's like nobody's the same as you and yet you, know, yeah, you can still get your clients amazing outcomes and that's i love that it's no one's the same as you it's not so much about better or worse or i mean i know in the container that we're in and the network we're in it's not that competition it doesn't need to be us them me versus you Mm. There's there's more than enough for everybody, and essentially, if you're if I can hire more people, I can help more people hire more people. <laughs> Does that make <laughs> sense? That's the goal. It's, That's the goal. It's true. It's so true. It's that abundance mindset. We're always in overflow, and the more we have, the more we can circulate. You are the only miss mindset. I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a protege at some point. <laughs> in in terms of your business and how it looks today, what does growth and team look like inside the miss mindset world? Yeah, so it started off with me doing everything. And that was a rude awakening, you know. Uh, you start a business so naive. You start it and you think, yeah, I'm going to just put an offer out there and it'll all, like, then clients will come out of the woodwork out of nowhere and la, la, la. But when you start, you're basically the bookkeeper, you're the marketing mm-hmm. director, you're the coach, all of the things. And my business grew very fast. And so I think it was within the first four months that I hired a virtual assistant Then from there, it was an online business manager, which was really amazing. And again, I was so afraid, so, so, so afraid because it was the most of an expense I'd ever spent inside of my business. It was reoccurring and I was like, is this silly? I had to work through my own mindset stuff because I was like, "Ah, what if I can't make this back? And then, of course, hunker back down on my self-belief. Like, I know I can make this back and whatever I spend comes back tenfold. Like, I always Mm -hmm. say that. It's like on repeat in my brain. So it was an OBM who really helped me with systems and processes and long-term planning, which, and I know you're big on this, is so not my specialty. Like mm. it's, it was the yin to my yang. It, she's so different to me. And then I also have a video editor and an assistant as well. Mm. A graphic designer too. Forgot about that one. <laughs> and the systems and... I imagine automations, knowing who your OBM is. Um, Mm -hmm. What did that do for you? How did that drive you forwards? Oh, it meant that I had more time in my zone of genius because I don't like sitting on technology. I don't like sitting at my laptop for long periods of time. I'm not a great, (laughs) I'm not the most organized, structured, spreadsheet kind of gal. I'm just not. I need to be with people. Mm -hmm. I need creativity. I need even long-term planning, I find it really difficult because I'm so in the moment and I'm so inspired by whatever's like inspired me at that moment. So having somebody to automate and put things in place where I wasn't on that loop of, oh yeah, that's right. I'm on, I'm on the hamster wheel all the time Mm -hmm. with admin and chasing up things, putting automations and systems in place meant I could go back to the things I loved. And that's the, then my business grew. 
And that's yeah. leading to your young, right? So mm. your business grew and you were able to help more people, which is what you're passionate about. Yeah, so true. What can we expect from you in the next 12 months? Oh, this is so exciting. I love this question because I'm so excited about the next 12 months. I'm working on writing my book and that's been a process in itself. So my book is something that's coming out. Um, My program, Level Up Your Life, just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm. So I I can't wait to just meet more people inside of there and change more lives inside of that program. I'm going to be traveling a lot. I know this year there's going to be a lot of travel now that the borders have opened. And so there's a lot of growing my business while I'm living my dream life all over hopefully Europe and a little bit of other places but yeah this year is looking really exciting and growing your experiences as a part mm. of that growth beautiful yeah. Yeah. and the last question before we start to close if you could hire anyone living not living famous infamous <laughs> to work in your business for one year who would it be and why oh I think it would be Gary V. It would be Gary V or it would be one of my other favorite business mentors, James Wedmore. And they're both very different, but they're both very, like we were saying before, mm. a little bit of the yin to my yang. They're very mm. much in that like masculine energy and planners and they would help me to basically just get shit done. And yeah, James James Wedmore, he's a little bit more spiritual and a little bit more woo than Gary V, but either one of those would be a dream in my business. Mm. Let's let's put it out into the universe. Yeah, let's manifest. <laughs> that. Always say it is internships. If you could do it, or if you could uh, hire them, or if you could do an internship, like how amazing, right? Oh, amazing. So it's been such a pleasure having you on, Bray, and any time spent with you is always a great company. Now, for anyone who's not following you or wants to find out more, how can they do that? So there's a few spots. Instagram's the most popular for me. I love being on Instagram's my favorite one. So at Miss Mindset underscore. There is the Miss Mindset podcast, uh, which has just gone gangbusters lately, which Mm. is so exciting. So the Miss Mindset podcast or my website is www.missmindset.net. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hiring Advantage podcast. If you have any questions or love the show, head over to Advantage on Instagram and let me know. If you learned something today, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a review or shared this with someone else that you think would benefit from this knowledge. Until next time, happy hiring queens.